Shalom, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehila Community Podcast. We believe the Torah is relevant for our lives today, God's teachings and instructions. You may very well be part of the first generation to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, a Christian with Torah. Join us as we honor the living God through the study of His Word, topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I'm here in the illustrious, the beautiful, with the New Tablecloth Studio C. That's right. With Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Studio Nick. C. That's great right. to be here. It is great to be here. We got a little... See, he's over in the jungle. That's you know, right. And I'm hanging out in uh, Pottery the, Land. the Moroccan Bazaar. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, we're trying to figure out, you know, all the yeah, stuff to to make it visually and aesthetically pleasing, you know. That's um, true. It's not as easy as people think it is, you know. The setup, the teardown, you know, adding the video is, has been uh, an interesting little, Very good. little ride. So um, same as always, we would love for you guys to uh, like our videos, subscribe, go to our Facebook page, Christians with Torah. Um, you can search for us there. You can search for us on YouTube and find us. Um, however you're watching this, please you know, leave a comment. All of these things help the algorithm and stuff, and we're just getting started with the video. Um, the podcast on the audio on SoundCloud and on iTunes seems to be doing pretty well. Uh, but like I mentioned, we would love to grow the video presence as well, and so would really appreciate your help with that. Uh, when you hit subscribe, make sure you also hit the little bell, and uh, that'll allow you to get the um, notifications whenever we put a new video out on YouTube. And so, But we need all the help we can get, so we appreciate it. Um, also, we have Thanksgiving coming up, which is exciting. Um, I'm very thankful. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Beit Tehillah. I'm thankful for the podcast. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for the coffee. Yes. Yeah. Great coffee. Great It's called coffee. Bali Blue. Bali Blue. You know what's good if a coffee is called Bali Blue from That's Indonesia. Right. And it was, medium a, roast. it was a gift from Desiree yes, Gonzalez. A medium roast. And it smells good. Excellent. It tastes good. It's very good. And that was an automatic drip, so yeah, you know, yeah. I can only imagine once we get the French press going. If it's good with an automatic drip, imagine the flavors that could come out in a French press or oh yeah, pour over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, also, I just want to mention just because I like Mason Clover, even though it's a little bit further away. Good. I'm glad that you like him. December fifth. I, I, I love him. Yeah, December fifth yeah, is coming great. up, and uh, Mason Clover will Special be worship artist at Beit Tehila to Music. lead worship for us. Amen. December fifth. So if you're in the area, you should come December 5th, which is or a Shabbat watch live service, streaming. or watch live streaming. Exactly right. So this week, we are studying the Torah portion, not Yahtzee, Vayatzi. Vayatzi, which is He Departed, uh, which is the Torah portion found in chapter Genesis, or Genesis chapter 28, verse 10 through 32 and verse 3. And I think this is an important Torah portion for Beit Tehillah. You know, this is actually the Torah portion when Pastor Randy went to be with the Lord November 17th of 2002. So it's been 18 years. So he departed he during departed. the tour portion. That's he right. departed. He departed. So um, pretty special. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. So he, he departed and received his true inheritance Amen. at that point in time. Yeah, we're sad because he has all the answers and we're still here. That's true. We don't. In faith. In faith. Yeah, he no longer has to take it in faith. That's great. So the story's going to develop here. We have Abraham. Abraham, Isaac, and now we've got Jacob. Yaakov. And, uh, and the whole Esau story. So basically within this Torah portion, uh, I'll give it to you in a nutshell. Basically, it's Jacob leaves his family. He starts and grows a family. And then he comes back with his family 
to the promise of the promised land. Mm. So there's a lot of cool stuff in here for those of you that are non-Jews that are wondering what's going on, what's happening, what's in it for me. So we're going to jump right into it. We got, of course, Jacob has a dream at Bethel. Uh, Ryan's going to read Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 through 15. All right. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set, and he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows, and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee. And will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Wow! So this whole thing is uh, just—it's—it's—it's coming to pass. It's—it's actually happening. So where did Jacob go after leaving Beersheba? Uh, well, he's left there and went toward Haran. So he's leaving the promised so, land and going back up to like what? Modern day Turkey? It would be the modern day country of Turkey. So Haran would be where Abraham came from. Right. So his his brothers would have lived there. Right. And this is, of course, where he found, uh, Eliezer found a bride. Right, Rebecca. For Isaac. Right. In that particular place. So uh, yeah, Haran. So Jacob traveled into the night and stopped to sleep using stones for pillows. Mm. Genesis chapter 28, verse 11. And it says here in, in Genesis chapter 28, verses 12 and 13, uh, and of course, Ryan had read those. Let's read it again. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest. To thee will I give it, and to thy seed. So once again, uh, we see this ladder, angels going up and down, and uh, we would call that today uh, perhaps a portal, mm-hmm. portal where there's spiritual activity going on. Uh, and so this is what we're seeing, and of course, this is what he dreamed about. So Jacob dreamed this, okay? And so what in the earth will be blessed as Jacob's seed shall spread to the north, south, east, and west? Uh, well, it's going to be all the families of the earth will be blessed. And, you know, it's interesting. I, you know, uh, Mike Cromwell mentioned this last night, this word ladder, right? That it, And I believe it's the Hebrew word derech. I don't know if you're able to find it in I your I didn't see it in the in Hebrew yours. study Bible. But um, uh, Joel said it next to me. He said derech. And um, Cromwell had mentioned that it was the word the way. And I could confirm the word derech means the way. Right in Hebrew, um, even uh, I want to say "Cry for Zion" and um, uh, Innerson, Lars, Lars Innerson, Lars and Arson. His in Arson, his um, his one of his ministries. They were calling it "Haderech," the, um, the way you know, because that's the Hebrew for the way, which is Yeshua's way. So there's some speculation that Yeshua is the one right at the top of this. Uh, saying, I am the Lord Almighty, um, speaking down to Jacob in this So they're able to go up and down on this ladder. Yeah, yeah. Which is very interesting. It's a way, you know. Right. So because of Abraham and because of Isaac, and now because of Jacob, all the families of the earth, right, 
will be blessed. Which includes me. So we're and blessed. my family. Amen. Yeah, we're blessed. The Cabreras, the plumbers. And after Jacob woke up, he called the place the house of God and the gate of heaven. Mm. A gate, a portal. And once again, the house of God, because Beth El. Yeah, Beth El, yeah. yeah. Like when you say Beit Tehila, mm-hmm. it's house of praise, mm-hmm. or Beit Lechem, house of bread, right? Mm-hmm. And so we see that. Um, but Jacob took the stone that he used as a pillow, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. Now, I was wondering, because he escaped with his life, basically, right? Where did he get the oil? That's what I was wondering. Well, you know, he, he probably had some. He yeah, had you some, know, he had carry a, a jar he, of oil, you know? No, he had a travel package. Yeah, okay. You know, he was traveling. Sure. Uh, so Jacob took the stone that he used as a pillow, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. Because he had just experienced God. And when you put oil on something, that means you anoint it. Yeah, amen. You separate it. You sanctify it, mm-hmm. you know? That's why when uh, people come up and they say they're going to leave Beit Tehillah and go here and go there, you know, we want to anoint them and separate them and sanctify yeah. them and, and do that. Uh, as, like the as Zellners. That's right. We just this week. That's right. So, so he called the place Bethel, but the previous name of the city was called Luz. Uh, now Jacob made a vow that if God would be with him on his journey to provide bread to eat, raiment to put on, and bring him back to his father's house in peace, then he would give a tenth back to him. A tithe. So the word tenth is the word tithe. Mm. Now, here's the question. Why is tithing a good principle to follow? Uh what do you think, Ryan? Because before you share, um, in Genesis 14, 20, we have Abraham practicing the principle of tithing. Once yep. again, it's a principle. To Melchizedek. We have uh, Yaakov in, in Genesis 28, 22, in this particular portion, uh, Jacob. And of course, in Leviticus 27, 30, it says this. I thought this was really good. Leviticus is the very last chapter, and it says... And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. So your tithe is holy. Oh, yeah. Your money is sacred. Yeah, Connie was talking about that last night. So you you have, you know, time could be sacred. Yep. Like when we have our prayer, you know, from times of 10 to 12, uh, it's a time that is sacred. And then, of course, we have... um, uh, finances can can be holy. Yeah. Uh, now, walking with God is important because in in Le- the book of Leviticus we have it broken up into two parts. Chapters one to seventeen is the way to God. Chapters eighteen to third or eighteen to twenty seven is the walk with God. <coughs> and so we want to look at it like that. Uh, in Malachi chapter three, this is one of the things I'd like to point out here. In Malachi chapter three. I want to read verses 8 through 11. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Mm -hmm. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now it goes on to say, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. So once again, tithing is a principle. We can find this in the Bible, and God can, of course, trust us. And you know, they say that, you know, something about, I guess, 
the checkbook and the heart kind of go together? Yeah, absolutely. So wherever, you know, where your, your heart treasure is, treasure is, that's where your treasure there is. There your heart will be there, also. There your heart. So yep. that kind of goes hand in hand. So uh, I'll tell you, uh, even my wife and I being, you know, in the ministry and everything, you know, we, we tithe. Uh, there's no there's no one that's excluded from this principle. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So tithing is important. And so where did Jacob end his journey from Bethel? Wait, 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 wait. I'm waiting for my turn you to talk about tithe? tithe. Yeah, I want to talk about okay, tithing. Okay, Ryan's going to talk, talk about tithe. tithe. I feel like tithing is a spiritual principle. Uh, yeah. It's not just something that, uh, hey, the church needs money, so we need to give to the church. So we set up this arbitrary process right. of 10% that you give to the church, yeah. you know, of your gross income, which for those of you that have questions on whether it's your gross or your net, it's your gross. <laughs> Um, you got to pay the Lord before you pay the government. And that's just how that works. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Give to Caesar's what is Caesar's. And the Lord's what is the Lord's. That's right. So, but, you know, I mentioned that it's a spiritual principle. I don't think it's a hard concept to understand. But me being in, you know, financial services industry, I feel like I get just a smidgen more insight onto it on a daily basis to where this principle, I see it play out a lot. And every once in a while, I have to, you know, review people's bank statements for lending purposes or underwriting purposes or risk, you know, management purposes. And so because of that, you can see on someone's bank statement what they care about. What are they investing their money in? Um, every once in a while, I see somebody that really likes cars, and you can see on their bank statement, boy, they must really like cars because that $1,500 a month payment, you know, boy, that's a lot, you know, for a car payment. Um, but it, that's not, it's not limited just uh, to that. You can also see, you know, hey, do they like to eat out and they don't, you know, really invest in eating at home? You know, you could see all these things just based on people's spending habits. Hey, leave me out of this. What are you talking about? I didn't say coffee. Uber Eats is from God. <laughs> okay? It Uber is, Eats. It is definitely convenient, you know? I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. You it, go right outside your door, and there's food. I know. And you don't even touch anybody or see anybody. I know. It's amazing. You're right. You're I'm right. sorry. It is quite Yeah, because it does have that feature, leave it at the door feature or whatever. Yeah. Just drop and run. Drop and run. I don't even want to look at door you. door dash. Let's not make eye well, contact. I'm no respecter of delivery services. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Uh, anyways, as I was mentioning, um, so with that being said, if God obviously understands this principle of that, you know, what you, if it's free, it's not worth anything. And he wants us to understand that there's value in our communities, in the church, in, you know, the worship of God, in the, uh, service of God, and in the continuation of that, to continue to have it for the posterity, that we don't want to just stop it with this generation. We want to continue to have... Um, a intentional method of, of worship going forward. And so with that, he created the number of the 10th. He says, well, you know, all of it's mine. So he literally could be giving it all to the church, and then the church could be feeding all of us. And right? that's it's a burnt offering. communist, totally consumed, you know, yeah. system. But we're not in that. That's not what God said. God said, provide, you know, a minimum amount for my church, and then that's offerings right. can come and whatnot. But Praise God that uh, he created this knowing us that it would knit our heart together with the church and our community into one, right? Because really that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be in— It's a storehouse. Right, communion together. Bring the ties into the storehouse. You know, it's interesting, you know, I, I like this, you know, somebody would say, what do you mean I don't have any money in my account? I still have checks. Yeah, amen. <laughs> so still- anyway, so so where did Jacob end his journey from Bethel? He had to leave his family, and I say, you know, he went into the Federal Witness Protection Program. So he, he went to some, some relatives. And, and But he went to a well. At a well. Yeah. So Jacob asked the men near the well if they knew Laban. 
the son of Nahor, and they did. So basically, this would be his uncle. Laban would be his uncle, correct? Uh, yes, yeah. Laban so is So they uncle. informed Jacob that Laban's daughter, Rachel, or Rachel, would be coming to the well to water her father's sheep. Okay? That he, she would be coming. So what would, what would that make her? Uh, it would make her his cousin. Right, but I mean, as far as like a shepherdess. Oh, yes. She's tending sheep and she's a female. My wife is shepherdess. a shepherdess. Oh, yeah, a shepherdess. So what did Jacob do after seeing Rachel and rolling the stone from the well to water the flock? He kissed her. And then he lifted up his voice and he, and wept. he wept. He kissed Rachel, lifted up his voice. I got to say, this doesn't wept. sound like the smoothest introduction. <laughs> you know, I, I would put myself in Jacob's shoes. You know, I want to remind everyone that's watching or listening that I want you to think about this. So many people are like, gosh, what are we going to be doing in heaven? Sitting on a cloud, playing a harp? What are we going to be doing? Yeah. Can you imagine all the conversations we're going to have with the inhabitants of the kingdom of God? So imagine we, we go to Jacob and say, hey, come on, tell me what really went on with you and Rachel. What yeah. was going on there? Yeah. Did you, were you like, whoa, ooh la la. What did you do? Did you get excited? Because you didn't have family and you're by yourself and you heard from God and you were encouraged. But you, you see her, she's a relative, and you were probably just so excited and zealous you gave her I a, think a kiss. I think we'll see Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel, and we'll just understand. You'll see in, in the culture, people kiss each other like on the cheek and stuff. I, but I mean, I mean, we'll see them and we'll be like, like okay, both, the, it all makes sense now. They kiss both sides. Wow, you're 90 years old and you're really good looking for her. What is it, <laughs> greet one another with a holy kiss? Oh, yeah. He had the revelation. Yeah, but see, kissing in our culture is a lot different. It's true. It and is. with COVID-19, it's not <laughs> Kissing is definitely done. Circle, circle. We don't even shake hands. Dot, dot. <laughs> now I got my now cootie Now I got my cootie <laughs> shot. We're just having a good time, aren't we? This is what happens when you drink really good coffee. Oh, man, the coffee's good. Oh, it is Thank so you, Desiree. Good. So when Jacob told Rachel that he was related to her, she ran to tell her father. You know, think about that. And so Jacob received a warm welcome from Laban, and after a month, he discussed his wages so he was well received yeah i'm sure he gave him the whole spiel my mother and father sent me here yeah they felt obligated okay we get it you know and so we'll take you in and now they're going to discuss his wages so i'm going to turn it over to ryan i have a question does it say anywhere in here that laban had any sons yeah it does so he had other sons Laban did. Laban's got sons. Okay. Because oh, yeah. I was wondering that. Yeah, we, we talk, we're going to talk about that. Remember, yeah. they were jealous of Jacob. Ah, you're right. You're right. So you're the right. dynamics here is very yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. You're right. The outsider. You know, it's like it's like, like Princess Diana going into the monarchy. Remember, she what was is an with outsider. that interview all over the place right now? I it's don't like know. all over the news. I know. But, you know, I'm fascinated with the monarchy because, yeah. you know, we, we serve a king. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know? yeah. And so in my heritage is pretty much english yeah you know I'm, I'm, i got part. some english heritage i got some more spanish you know, I, think. I love my tea Greek. tea and honey so anyway oh. i'm gonna turn it over to ryan uh and we're gonna see where uh this story is going to develop a little bit of a yeah this is like know, uh if you've ever seen drama. a spanish telenovela or like a soap opera midday television on network tv listen <laughs> telemundo <laughs> no <laughs> here we go all right you ready for this the news <laughs> Uh, Telemundo is uh, a television station that well, has... Then it could have a lot of drama. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Oh, yeah. There's no drama out there, right? So here we go. What are the names of Laban's two daughters, and how are they described? Leah was the elder who was tender-eyed, but Rachel, or Rachel, was beautiful and well-favored. Mm, so yeah, She was beautiful. What does tender-eyed mean? Does she have a lazy eye, or does that just mean like... I don't, 
I don't know. Maybe she your just eyes wants, will get tender if you, you know look what? at her. The way I look at it, I'd like to to look at the commentary. But I mean, I'd have to look it up in the Hebrew. But maybe she just wasn't as beautiful as Rachel. Yeah, because it makes the distinction. Obviously, there's a contrast here. Right. You know, the elder was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful. So you can see and well favored and well favored. Amen. Um, Remember, it's the beautiful ones that always get in trouble. So Sarah was beautiful. I was. I watched a movie one time, and I remember there's like a priest in the movie, and he's Wait, talking to a Rebecca girl. Rebecca was beautiful, right? Because remember, yes. this whole spiel about this is my the sister. Pharaoh, my sister. Oh, yeah, I, want, I, want, I want your sister. Yeah, but then you're sporting with your sister. I want your sister. What you doing? <laughs> you <laughs> from, are you from Kentucky? Where are you from? That's West Virginia. <laughs> we don't do that in Kentucky. That's terrible. <laughs> we can do that with our cousins. Oh, my goodness. Lord, forgive us. All right. So where was I? Um... I don't know. Oh, I was it's saying, I saw a movie one time. I saw a movie one time, and there was a priest, you know, saying, you know, he's being real serious, and he's like, oh, beauty is such a curse. You should pray to the Lord that your years come quickly and that your beauty fades so that you don't have to bear such a burden. You know, and it's just it's so terrible. It's awful. I love beautiful. My wife's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, my wife's beautiful. Your wife's beautiful. I, I want beautiful. Uh, amen. Yeah. Amen. I'm hoping they bring back the Baroque period. Mm. <laughs> Where fat was in and. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, little meat on you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, forget that. Yeah, there's African tribes where like the bigger you are, it's a sign of wealth, you know. <sighs> so you pick, pack them pounds on. Everybody knows, you know, got it going on, you know. All right, so let's uh, let's keep going. So, how long was Jacob willing to work for Laban to marry his younger daughter Rachel? Listen, he's he's willing to work seven years. That's a long time to work. Yeah, you know I'm saying, especially to not have to wait the seven years to get married. You know, I don't think Jacob had a lot of options at this time. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, I got a place to live. Right. I need some employment. Rachel's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I need a job anyway. I got yep. a place to live. This is what I'm going to do." Yeah, I agree absolutely. So Jacob said to Laban, "Give me my wife." For my f- days are fulfilled that I may go in unto her. So he's gotten to the point now. He's worked for seven years. And listen, you're in the field seven days, and you see her walking out there in the distance, and every day you're just like, you know, I don't know what he's oh, doing, yeah. you know, working in the fields or, you know, tending the sheep, whatever he had to yeah. do. You know, every time he had to flip one over and deal with it and all that. I mean, I just, he's probably like, I'm, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I have no choice. <laughs> And it's a good deal. And I'm going to get Rachel. That's right. Right. So I would say after seven years, he's pretty excited for this moment to come. That's right. And so it says here, in the evening after the feast, this is the wedding feast, Laban took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob, who then went in unto her. So it's a little sneaky switcheroo. And Laban uh, gave Zilpah to Leah for a handmaid. So that's nice, right? Nice little wedding gift for her. Hey, listen, you're not going to be on your own. You, I'm going to give you a, a handmaid to help you out. I'm going to give you a daughter, and I'm going to give you a nanny. Well, he's giving the Zilpah to Leah, not to, to Jacob. So, right, at first... But I'm just saying, it's like a nanny. Yeah. Well, it's like a, a lady-in-waiting, you know? You know, it's kind of like having your mother-in-law at the house. It's like a nanny. Yeah. Well, she I wouldn't call her a nanny. You know, she's 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 a... She does a lot. That's what I'm saying, though. Nannies help. They <laughs> oh, do stuff. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You absolutely. Nanny TV? Helps the families. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Please. She have to be from New York. Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> Now, you know, now I don't know if you know this or not, but right away, Jacob's going to be deceived. This is just my own little input. Well, well, he deceived his own father. Yeah. Saying that he was Esau. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty much it. And I don't think he deceived Esau in getting the birthright. But then it kind of kicked in about, hey, you know what? I'm listening to my mom. 
I'm mm-hmm. going to go in and act like I'm Esau, and I'm going to get Esau's blessing. That's a spiritual re- law. But it's really me. So what I'm saying, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. So I'm telling you, if you cheat, you'll be cheated. You know, if if you're going after somebody, somebody's going after you, right? It's just it's we just we, all the time. We we mentioned a couple instances that are public instances where people have been embarrassed because they were publicly, you know, humiliated, humiliating other people, and what happened to them? That minister fell. It, it came on them. Yeah, just like with the, some of Trump's cabinet. Yep, they went after Hillary, lock her up, lock her up. Someone went to jail. Yep, that's right. Chanting that, still so dealing with it. You got to be careful with that yeah. stuff. You know, it is so. So here's what's here's where it gets interesting because at this point, obviously, when you go to the wedding feast, you're having a little bit of the good wine, and uh, and plus they didn't have like a lot of lighting. Well, it was dark. They didn't even have electricity, so That's after the saying, wedding feast, though. it was dark. You're I right. Mean, it's really dark. Yeah. So the next morning, Jacob accused Laban of beguiling him by giving him Leah instead of Rachel. And Laban responds by saying that in his country, you do not give the younger before the firstborn. Now, <laughs> I was talking about this last night. And this whole scene, I just can't get the princess bride out of my head. You know, You know, it's been so long since I've seen that. You know the little Italian Vicenzi? Is it worth seeing or no? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not risque or anything. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it too. But it's one of those like movies that has a lot of one-liners in it. You oh. know, like my name is Inigo Montoro. You killed my brother. Prepare to die. You know those things. Thanks for sharing about this movie. It's like, it's like a uh, like a trailer. Yeah. Well, so there's a part in it right where he's going back and forth and they're arguing over which glass to drink. You know, okay. the, but that has the poison in it, and oh. it's the little Italian guy. You know, the That's one that right. goes inconceivable. You know that guy. And so he's like, you know, uh, what does he say? He so what said, happens in this particular scene? So in this scene, they're fi- they had poisoned one of the glasses, and they're trying to figure out which glass is poisoned, right? And so he knows, and so um, it's a battle of wits. So they're kind of like eyeing each other down, you know, and trying to see who's going to... So they're trying to poison one another. Correct. And so... So there's poison in the cups. Right. So he, More than one. I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly. I know there's at least two or three cups oh, I see. of wine. One they, of them. They know that somebody's up to something. They each know it. Correct. They're correct. trying to knock somebody off. With the so he says, um, so he's saying, you know, they're, they're going back and forth. And like I said, it's a battle of wits. And he, he says something along the lines of, you know, you know, you don't go in. Uh, uh, you don't go fight a land war in Asia. That's the most famous thing. But uh, only slightly less known is you don't go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line, right? And so I just imagine Laban being like this little guy, you know what I mean, with a yeah. Oedipus, or not Oedipus, a, a, a little man complex, a Napoleon complex, right? And he's like, you know in my country we don't give away the younger before the older, right. you know? And so he just does the switcheroo on him and messes it That's all up. That's a good and, accent. I like that. And so I just, and you got Andre the Giant in that movie, yes. you know? Um, it's, a, it's interesting. I mean, there's a I lot of... Intrigue, and you know it's a grandpa reading a story to his his young grandson. Oh, wow, that's the the storyline. You have to go watch it. You might you might have to go watch the Princess Bride. It's a I, listen. It's a cult classic. I will admit, I, I never got too much into it, but I know some little one liners from okay. it over the years. You know, and so again, now we got some shenanigans going on. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is that Leah honored her parents. She yeah. honored her father. She did. And I'm sure the father says, this is what I want you to do. Well, You're going to be with him. And I'm sure she, maybe she liked Jacob. Think about this. She had to have. Think about this. This is, this is. Because we don't hear any dialogue. But think about this. I think about Leah and I think about Hagar. All right. And I think the Bible, for all intents and purposes, two righteous women. 
right? That's true. Um, I can't, for the life of me, when I read through it, um, I see that Hagar went through a lot, and I see that Leah in this story is just beginning her journey of having a frustrating marriage, right? Because think about it. She honored her father. She did as she was told. She went, and but she knew that this was not going to go great for her. And so she probably was going into this hopeful, like, ooh, you know, I get to have, you know, Jacob. This is going to be great. I'm going to be the first to be married. And so for every woman, right, getting married is supposed to be a wonderful occasion. Something exciting, something to start a new chapter in your life. And so for her, it goes like this. This drunk guy that I went and married last night wakes up in the morning and immediately regrets it. You know, and so that doesn't sound like a real fun experience for her. And so obviously she probably felt pretty bad about herself. And so how does God bless her? In that culture, bearing children is very important. She, uh, God blesses her with an abundance of children. And she has more children than all the wives almost combined. And notice it's God's plan. It is God's plan. So she's really blessed because it's God's plan. Because so she's God's the plan. unloved one that we're going to find out. And she's obedient, right? And so maybe she didn't have this piece, but God gave her this piece. That's right. So that was nice of him. You know, so um, what did Jacob, I'm sorry, what did Laban want Jacob to do in order to marry Laban's younger daughter, Rachel? So now he switched to Rue. Serve him another seven years. Are you kidding? Inconceivable! <laughs> another seven years. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's a special, two for one special. That's, you know, I find that uh, ridiculous. I mean, it's a little frustrating. If I'm Laban, or if I'm Jacob at this point, I'm, I'm not happy. So he's at the point of he's got wages, he's got shelter, he's got food. You know, he didn't have any of this until he got there. Right. And so he's just thinking, hey, you know what? Yeah, on the way he slept on a rock. <laughs> let's uh, let's make this work. Yeah. You know. He does. Obviously, and he, didn't he really, really reject Leah. He really wants Rachel. Yeah. He, so, was, he was eyeballing her the whole time. So uh, Laban gave Bilhah to Rachel for a handmaid, and uh, Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah. This is where the favoritism comes right. in. All and so my understanding, is, my understanding is that... Um, he was given Rachel about a week later after he, uh, the marriage to Leah. So he had the two wives and the two handmaids right away. and then. He, but he still had to work another seven years in order to maintain his That's relationship right. with, uh, with Rachel. And so when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And so this is, this is how this goes down. God blesses the womb of Leah. And so right. what that does is it endears Jacob to Leah because yeah. he obviously wants sons. Who's providing the sons? So, you know, in this case, it, it makes it so that he turns his favor towards Leah. Um, so much so, Leah is the one who's buried with Jacob at the cave of Machpelah. And Rachel is buried on the way uh, to Bethlehem, right? Somewhere out there. You know, what's that, what's that show that they have they're, they're, where he has more than one wife? What was the name of that show? Sister Wives? Is it Sister Wives? The, the Mormons? You know, I'll tell you, when you just, and I never watched a full episode, I've seen little clips or like, promotional things i've never watched but I'll, I'll tell you this though boy there's just a lot of bad drama a lot of hurt feelings yeah there's really nothing good that can come out of it to be honest with you except for the sake of the children this is a good time to address polygamy so here I mean, at Tehillah, we don't practice polygamy no we don't we are against polygamy so if you're ever wondering what our opinion on polygamy is we do not believe that multiple wives so, is of god Let's look at the birth order for Jacob's children <laughs> under their like mothers. That, huh? No, I think it's great. Okay, oh, listen. Sometimes you have to be clear. I can't even handle one woman. Well, the punishment She's an enigma. The punishment for multiple wives is intrinsic, right? It's built in. The punishment for multiple wives is sleep with one eye open. Multiple wives. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, think about it. No, that's not God's best. It is not. Uh, so the birth order for Jacob's children under their mothers, uh, so Leah has of course 
and, and I'm not going to get into the exact numbers or the, the, the way they were birthed, but Leah gave birth to Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, in that order. Then Issachar was, of course, child number nine. Uh, number 10 was Zebulun, and number 11 was Dina. Mm-hmm. Now, Zilpah was Leah's handmaid. She had, of course, Gad and Asher, which is seven and eight in the birth order. And, of course, Rachel comes along. She has, of course, Joseph and Benjamin, uh, which is 12 and 13. Uh, Bilhah is Rachel's handmaid. She had Dan and Naphtali. Now, you can find this in Genesis chapter 29, uh, 32, all the way through chapter 30 in verse 24. And then, of course, we know Benjamin is born in uh, Genesis 35, 18. Which gives a whole saga of the back and forth between Absolutely. the wives. You want to talk about the drama, this is the drama. Well, here's the thing. There's four women, four mothers, Competing. and one father. Competing. So we would say that this is a mixed family. Oh, yeah. You know, and I want to point out two things in regards to this whole house of Israel, the Commonwealth of Israel. All of Jacob's children were born outside the land of Israel, except for Benjamin. And his original name was Benoni, son of my sorrow, yeah. but he became Benjamin, the son of my right hand. Right. So as Rachel's crying out in childbirth, which is in Bethlehem, where did Yeshua, where was he birthed or born? Bethlehem. Bethlehem, house of bread. Bethlehem, just like David. King he's David. the bread of life. So he is. So he was the, born in the cool thing is uh, Benjamin is like a type of Messiah almost in that regard. And of course, what happens, uh, of course, you know, he's his name is changed to uh, son of my right hand, which is the picture of the Messiah coming the first time to suffer. And then, of course, the Messiah coming a second time to rule and reign and sit at the right hand of God. Mm-hmm. Second point. All of the sons of Jacob, or Israel, were fully reunited outside the land of Israel in Egypt with Joseph. Yeah. Now, I want you all just to think about that for a moment, because we're going to see some cool things happening here. So basically, you're going to see this, this, this tapestry of, of a mixed family coming together, and of course, all of the children of Israel, Jacob included, had to go to Egypt to be reunited with Joseph. Right. You know, it's like the West or America, you know, so it's interesting that (coughs) Judah approaches Joseph. So we're having Orthodox Jews Mm. come and visit us and approach us. You know, that Torah portion is coming up. Well, yeah. And I'll tell you what's good, Ryan, is, is, and this is so cool. It's like a template. So if if we're not united as a community or a congregation, Mm -hmm. what can Judah come back to? Judah's not going to come all the way from Israel to go sit with a couple people. He wants to sit with a group of people, right. a community of people. Yeah, that's right. The non-Jews, see, they I agree. make up the, the tapestry or, or Joseph's coat, you know. So as we, as we move on here in, in question number nine, where did Jacob tell Laban he wanted to go after the birth of Joseph? So Joseph is born and he says, send me away that I may go unto mine own place to my country. Now I want to point something out. All of a sudden after Joseph is born, the house of Joseph... Yosef is born, all of a sudden, a thought comes into Jacob's head. Oh, it's time to go. It's time to go. Oh, yeah. So what I'm saying to all of you that are listening or wait, watching. Wait, wait, go ahead. What I'm saying is that it's time. What? It's time like to now? face the Temple Mount, lift up holy hands, pray, ask for forgiveness, and there's reconciliation right now. There's a return happening in our hearts 
to Israel and the Jewish people and all these things. And the jo- Joseph makes up the non-Jews. Wow. And he, of course, he gets this coat, remember, of a multicolored tunic mm-hmm. or a long sleeve tunic. And there's many colors in it. And that's a picture of all the different ethnic groups yeah. that make up the house of Yosef. Or Ephraim would be fruitful. And, of course, Ephraim would become uh, a, a multiple group of eth- ethnic people. It's true. And listen, the Abraham gets that promise. Isaac gets that promise, and in, in, in the last Torah portion, at the end of the Torah portion, in uh, chapter 28 and verse 3, um, uh, Isaac is blessing Jacob and says, And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people. Right? It's all part of the plan. This is part of the plan. How um, excited Jacob, are you? It's, are, you, it, are you excited about I, this? I'm so excited because you know what it is? There's pieces of the puzzle that get given, right? And then once you get to the tribes, then some of these pieces get split up. But you just have to follow which pieces are which. And in faith, we, we answer the call that God's given us. Exactly. And we're not right. trying to be something we're not. But see, I'm 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 like a I'm goulash, right? I'm I'm English, Irish, Scottish, Dutch, I'm Spanish, I'm Greek, I'm Cuban. Goulash. I got all this stuff in me. You know, from all these different places, I feel like I'm a multitude of people built into one person, you know? You know, so so what's happening now is he gets this revelation, Ryan, let's develop it here, because after Jacob had produced an increase in Laban's flocks and cattle, he wanted to increase his own, because he's got this big family now. Yeah. He's got, you know, four wives, all these kids, and so Jacob set apart three days' journey between his flock and Laban's flock. Uh, and of course, the five things that Jacob increased in after separating his flock from Laban's flock was cattle, maidservants, men servants, camels, and donkeys. Mm. So right away, as Jacob fulfills the plan of God with the birthright and the blessing at this point, he pays a price for it. Yeah. Just like King David had to pay the price for adultery. He had to pay the price. All right. So I'm only sharing this because Abraham was wealthy. Isaac was wealthy. Now Jacob is building up wealth. Yeah. He's building up all kinds of cool things. So those of you that are listening, you know, the prosperity message is that obedience gives you the blessing. It's not name it and claim it. Right. Okay. You got to work for it. You got to be obedient to receive God's blessings. Sure. And, uh, and they're, 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 they're just incredible, you know. And so Jacob used creative ways to reproduce his flocks in Genesis chapter 30. Verses 35 through 42, and we'll develop that even more. We're going to move on here. But but Jacob used creative ways to reproduce his flocks. And, of course, once again, you're going to see where an angel is involved in this. I'm going to let Ryan take Genesis chapter 31, where the title is, Jacob runs away from his uncle. All right, verses 1 through run, 9. Run, Jacob, run. 1 through 9. We're not going to read. Oh. We're going to hit the points, the main points. Roger that. I have the main points right here. That's it. So, so. Because thankfully, I have an outline, and you too can have an outline. Shoot me an email, and I'll send it to you. With the answers. With the answers. With the answers. All right, so Laban's sons were jealous of Jacob's increase. This is where Laban's sons come in. You were so right. I don't know how I forgot that. And Laban's countenance was not toward him as before. So something was going down. Have you ever been in a position, and this I'm asking you, Pastor Nick, have you ever been in a position where you were blessed and somebody around you that's supposed to be kind of on your side, that's supposed to be happy for you, instead of being happy for you, they were actually jealous for you and started like either backbiting or making comments or even doing things to try to bring you down? I, I believe so. Yeah? Yeah. I've been I think, in I think in ministry. Yeah. Ministry. In ministry, I've seen it in ministry. But um, yeah, and we go back to this jealousy thing, you know, it's interesting, in, in Othello, Shakespeare's play, 
uh, he, he makes mention of the green-eyed monster yeah. uh, that Othello is containing. Uh, you ever heard of the expression green with envy? Oh, yeah. So anyway, so jealousy is, is happening here, um, and it's not good. It's like envy. So the Tenth Commandment is thou shalt not covet. Right. So everybody should be giving thanks this week for what God has given you. Sure. Your dwelling place, your provision, your car. Yep. You know, I, I told the example of you're at an intersection, you see this really nice new car, and it's just looking great, and you've got this used car, and you're just like really wanting, like, why can I have that car? Yeah. When you should stop and say, hey, I don't have a car payment. God gave me this car. I'm so grateful, you know, because I've learned that when you can manage your, your finances or manage your your substance, God will bless you. Yeah. You know, like we have a 15-passenger van that God blessed us with, you wow. know, because we, we just believed you know, and uh, and so anyway, my thing is, because um, you, you have almost fifteen passengers, and, and I would say this though, yeah, <laughs> no, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> I can take some friends, yeah, uh, or my kids' friends, but anyway, I want to say this though. So, really, what is jealousy? It's when you don't appreciate what you have, right? Of course, you take your eyes off what God has given you mm-hmm. and where you're at, and you're like, I would like to have that. I would like to do that. And I'm gonna let Ryan continue on here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, and um, it's it's very disconcerting. So if you're in Jacob's position, and this is why all of us have to depend on the Lord, we have to have a, a deep relationship with God, we have to find our joy from God, because if we're dependent on other people, and we're dependent on the approval of other people, then when God blesses us, we may not actually either A, receive it, or B, we may not even appreciate the blessings that God gives us because we're looking for the approval of others rather than the approval of God. And so we have to remember to depend on God for our identity and for our provision and for our blessings and, you know, and for our encouragement, you know? I mean, so basically, you know, we're going to get into this next part of the bullet points, Ryan. I want to make this point that Jacob approached Laban and says, listen, it's going to be time for me to go back, you know, to yeah, my country. Yeah, to wrap up my loose ends. So yeah, so 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 basically, he just approaches Laban with this whole spiel, you know. Hey, listen, and so Laban's like, uh oh, whoa, whoa, you know. Right, right. So now he's going to kind of lay down the gauntlet on him a little bit, yeah, and 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 make him work for it because he knows he's going to lose him. So you're going to try to get all that he can out of him. You can read it actually in. in in actually um, chapter 31 yeah chapter th- no actually you can actually see it in play out in in genesis 30 and so basically let me just read this to you um give me my wives and my children for whom i have served thee and let me go for thou knowest my service which i have done thee you know what i've given you i've done my part right and laban said unto him i pray thee if i have found favor in thine eyes tarry for i have learned by experience that the lord hath blessed me for thy sake. So he's riding Jacob's coattails right now. Take an advantage of him. Well, I, I would say it. that it's a pretty, this might actually be an improvement for Laban to it even admit it, to it, admit it. Hey, God yeah. has blessed me because of your presence. I don't want to lose you. Well, Jacob could even confront him. Hey, yeah. listen. Right. It's just a given. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. All right. So it, uh, in Genesis chapter 31 and verse 3, it says, And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return, Shub, unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. Wow. So that's a that's a big deal. This is the release, right? Um, Timothy, uh, Pastor Tikva's husband, uh, Timothy Kobo, will mention a verse in, what is it? I think it's uh, Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, I believe it is. And it says, 
Um, it talks about, he uses the verse there uh, about a door of hope, right? And effectual that you can walk through, but there's adversaries there, right? And so many people are looking for a relief in the flesh instead of a release in the spirit. And so at any point during this process of affliction that Jacob is going through, he could have sought a relief in the flesh and left, but he was waiting obediently for a release in the spirit. First Corinthians 16, for a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Man, I even had the address. Look at that. Remember, just like I taught, after a plague, there's great opportunity. That's right. That's right. But this is a good point for, for everyone that we have to be obedient to God, that not every uncomfortable thing that happens in our lives is bad. And that, you know, right. you've, you've seen people make this thing where they put the circle, right? And they have a dot. It's like, here you are, right? This is your comfort zone. And then out here is where all the cool stuff happens. You know, it doesn't happen in your comfort zone. It happens outside of your comfort zone. This is zone. true. So, Continue on. So what two things did Jacob tell his two wives that Laban had done to him? He's like, listen, he deceived him and changed his wages 10 times. So there's deception. Yeah. I've personally been in situations where I've been jerked around, had things changed, you know, say, oh, this is what we're going to do. And then you do your part. And then like, oh, yeah, no, that's not what we agreed on. I'm like, "Um, no, this is what we agreed on. I remember because I've been working all this time for that. In this case, he had his wives switched. He's had his wages changed. He's had all kinds of issues with Laban. And, um, you know, he's explaining it to his wives because here's the deal. He's got to rally the troops. He's got to get everybody's buy-in because they're going to all get up and leave. And so he's, this is him working on that process. And Jacob chose from the cattle those that were speckled, spotted, and brown for himself. He also chose from the flocks those that were speckled, spotted, and brown as well. The rest would belong to Laban. So he's now segregating a flock for himself, and a flock for Laban. And if I were to venture to say, I would say the, the speckled and spotted ones were the, the, the minority. Good. All right. And so um, as a result, Laban's flock and cattle decreased and Jacob's increased. So this is interesting. So he separates them out, and now it's Jacob's flock that is blessed, and Laban's flock kind of hits a, a, a wall, a plateau. And so an angel of God uh, came to Jacob in a dream to confirm the increase of his cattle and flock. Now, uh, in here in the Torah portion, it does mention that uh, he had used some um, some special husbandry techniques or whatever, um, you know, in order to increase his flock, you know, that he got had given him some insight. He got an inside scoop, and, insider um, trading. Right, and he used it in order to increase his flock. Once again, angels are involved in Jacob's life. That's right. The latter angels go up and down. Now the angel shows him how to reproduce his, his flocks, increase it. But here's a cool verse. You ready for this? This is um, chapter 31, 13. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointedest the pillar, and where thou vowedest a vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out of this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. So basically God is saying, hey, guess what? I've provided now the wealth for you. You have flocks and herds, you have wives, you have children. Guess what? It's time to come and go to I Bethel. Took, I took care of you. I did my job. Let's continue with my plan. I did plan. my job. Now let me plan. finish the job. I got a plan. Because the, the last piece was what? Feed me, clothe me, right. bring and me bring back me back to my, back to my home in peace. That's right. 
And so Leah and Rachel were in agreement with Jacob about leaving their father behind. Um, I would say at this point, they've witnessed all these issues. They're ready to move they on. They chose to. the husband over the father. That's right. And so as Jacob's family was leaving, Rachel stole her father's images, his idols, while he was shearing his sheep. Oh, Rachel, how we lament this decision that you made. Yes. Every time we read this. And so, um, as such, uh, Jacob um, Jacob passed over the river and set his face toward the Mount Gilead. So he put some distance between himself. And it says here, it took three days for Laban to realize that Jacob had fled with his family and seven days to catch up to him in Mount Gilead. So they left, boom, they're out. Laban realizes, you know, because you got to think. And he knows where he's going. Oh, he probably laid it out. Well, he already told them where he's going. I can't wait to go back to my family on the Mount of Gilead or this or that. Or yeah, 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 exactly. So he's about, um, I don't know where Mount Gilead is exactly, but I believe that if, you know, if, if I'm looking at a map here, see my map? Um, I could send this to you too, you know, send me an email. Um, yeah. And uh, anyways, he's up here in Haran, right? And he comes down, he's on his way, he's on his way down um, to the land of Israel. And uh, he stops at Mount Gilead. And while at Mount Gilead, I think this is where uh, Laban catches up to him. And so here's the question. Laban's on his way, and he's fuming, right? He's steamed up. His, his idols are missing. His daughters are missing. His grandchildren are missing. And that, you know, that, that guy, Jacob, took him. Yaakov. But what did God say to Laban in a dream about Jacob? Notice it wasn't an angel. It was God. <laughs> Wow. Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. So that's right. God's got Jacob's back. Yep. Just like all of us. Yep. It here, says Elohim. Yeah, Elohim came with to Laban. our minds. God's got our back. He's going to watch out over us because yep. He wants to see these things fulfilled in the earth through, through His people. You know, this is interesting too. Um, in this verse, it, it calls Laban the Syrian, right? And the Syrian. This is kind of a type of antichrist. Um, wow. When you throw the, the Syrian, the Syrian. So. Um, you know, I, He's I don't call the Assyrian, but yeah, the Assyrian, the Assyrian. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, again, I don't know what the Hebrew is here. I just noticed it. Um, you know, again, and it just brings that to mind because that is one of the names for the antichrist, um, is the Assyrian. So, so Laban was upset and accused Jacob of stealing, uh, his gods, his, his idols, uh, from his house. And Jacob's reason for running away when confronted by Laban was that he was afraid that he would take his daughters away from him. So he said, look, I, I would have said bye. I would have come and, you know, but I was kind of afraid that you that were going to stop me. Yeah. You try to pull some shenanigans. Yeah. Why? Because you have a history of pulling shenanigans. Well, you remember when they wanted to take Rebecca. Right. When Laban was there. Right. Oh, no. Let her stay a month. Yeah, let her yeah, stay yeah. a few ten more days. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let her stay 10 days before she goes. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no thanks. And I'm sure Eliezer told that story. A little pattern. It is. Well, and that's just it. You know, Laban obviously has some character flaws. Um, and, you know, it, it could be, like, all of us have a little bit of Laban in us, right? Like, we have intentions yeah, we to be good, and we right. want to do it. But when it comes time Hid- to actually motives. pay the piper, hidden motives, it can be tough to go so ahead and happens? do that. So what happens? Well, thank you for asking. In uh, chapter 31 of Genesis, verse 32, it says, With whomsoever thou findest thy gods. This is Jacob. Correct. Tell, telling Laban. Let him not live. Ooh. <laughs> Things not to say, 101. Yeah. Before our brethren discern thou what is thine with me, and take it to thee. For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. So his yeah. favorite wife steals the idols from her father, and then his response is, oh, no, listen, I didn't take them. None of my people took yeah. them. If you find them here, let that person die. 
And death and life is in the power of the tongue. Is in the power of the tongue. They that eat it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's right. Now, we know that Rachel is part of the house of Joseph, and the house of Joseph is, of course, the ones full of idolatry. Because we know in the northern kingdom, they're going to set up golden calves, blah, blah, blah. So Rachel, that side of the family, is is full of idolatry. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that they're descendant from uh, the daughter of, a, of an Egyptian priest? See, there's all kinds of... Uh, and just all the Egyptian influence and all that? There's the points to be made. Yeah. Okay, continue on. All right, so Laban searches the tent. He really wanted those or, back. Yeah, he searches Jacob's tent. So he's going around, he's searching. He's like, Jacob's like, look, man, search the stuff. That's right. Which is interesting because, you know, Jacob didn't take him. So he's like, bro, search, have at it. You know, right. so he searches Jacob's tent, Leah's tent, the two maidservants' tent, but he does not find them. And when Laban enters Rachel's tent, she's sitting on the camel's furniture where she hid the images and tells him she cannot get up because she was on her menstrual cycle. So he searches the rest of the tent, but doesn't find them. Now, obviously, this is cultural. Yeah. Look, even if I were to get up because I'm sitting on them, you know, culturally, he couldn't have searched there anyways. Right. Um, of course, we know that she so, wasn't on her menstrual cycle because she was pregnant. That's a good point. <laughs> so that's a double lie, right? She was pregnant? That's what I, yeah, we talked about this last night, that she was pregnant. That's kind of interesting. I have to look, look into that. Yeah, because she's, uh, she's pregnant. So once again, would you say that Rachel had a secret sin? Oh, yeah. Rachel had a she secret sin. She was hiding sin. something that, that should have probably been revealed. For sure. Continue on. So here we go. Was Jacob angry with Laban because he served him for 20 years and felt cheated? Absolutely. Boy, he vented. If you go back and read this, yeah. he let him have it. That's right. It's a righteous indignation. It is. Well, and this, I was saying you this know, before, but... Righteous indignation. Um, you know, there's pagan holidays, right, that we don't necessarily uh, celebrate anymore, that no, we've kind of left behind. Absolutely not. But, um, but for those of us that don't celebrate, you know, say Christmas, there is another holiday, Festivus, for the rest of us, <laughs> which... Is the airing of grievances. So let's see what happens between Jacob and Laban. Well, Jacob airs his grievances. There. So this is a festival. This is the first festivist celebration. Verses thirty-six to forty-two <laughs> of chapter thirty-one. So who took the initiative to be the you know to make peace? Laban did. Laban took the initiative to make a covenant, and obviously he's got in the back of his mind God coming to him, literally saying, "That's true. Don't. That, that's don't. the bonus package right yeah. there. A revelation. A download. Yeah. You don't have to bless them. Don't curse them. Do good or bad." Yeah. Watch it. So Laban took the initiative to make a covenant with Jacob, and it involved the following. Jacob will not afflict his daughters. Jacob will not take on any more wives. <laughs> Jacob and Leah, I would want more than He's four He's got wives. four. Good Lord. Four um, no more. <laughs> oh, Jacob, oh, I'm sorry. Jacob and Laban will not harm one another. So basically, this is uh, just a treaty, um, you know, for the sake of, of just a treaty. This is kind of like what um, they did with Abimelech, right? I'm not going to hurt you. You don't hurt me. Let's just not hurt each other. And so Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mount, called his brethren to eat bread, and they tarried all night. So they make the covenant. They have the meal with the sacrifice and, uh, and hang out. And so what did Laban do when he rose up in the morning? Oh, he kissed his sons and his daughters. He blessed them and returned to his place. Yeah. So he went back to his place. Because he's not a part of this plan. Because he's not. He's the inactive part of the family right now. It is. And I'll tell you what, this can also be, you know, because I think there's some hope, right? So sometimes we reconcile with family members. Maybe we had said some things to each other or done some things to each other that we didn't like. And and you reconcile, but then they still don't come with you on the journey the rest of the way. Right. They're that, a part of the journey. And so you get that glimmer of hope. Yeah. 
But they still aren't coming. Kind of reminds you of Jethro, the father-in-law right, right. of Moses. Yeah. Come with us. No, no. I'm going to go back to my place. Yeah, exactly right. And so that can be a little disappointing, but you know what? God's plan is perfect. And so we're thankful that Laban didn't go with him, you know, because Lord knows that Laban would have still been Laban, and that would have been that. So let me ask you a question, Pastor Nick. Why? Why is it so important to try and get along with your family? All right. This is a famous saying. You can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. So you hope for the best for them. You want the uh, best for them. But like I said, your family's your family. And so you have to do your best to believe for their salvation, amen. you know, because it's been given to you to pray for them yeah. and believe for them. I, I believe personally that uh, whatever is in us is in them, mm-hmm. but it hasn't been activated. Right. Well, what are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is that... I'm sure being born again and saved isn't is in every one of our family members' lives. Yes. But is it going to be activated or acted upon? Right. So that's why you can't give up hope. You can't give up on them. You know, that's the cool thing. You know, it says you and your house, all of you shall be saved. You know, we hope for that. We want that. But they have to make that decision. But uh, in order for that activation to take place, it's kind of like, an, and the reason why I come up with this is because I've seen where family members get their Hebrew roots, and then later on, the other family comes. Yes, yes. We've seen a, 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 a couple come here, and uh, next thing you know, you know, their, their parents and grandparents and you and know brothers, brothers and sisters, sisters are yeah. coming into the Hebrew roots of the Christian How faith. How cool is that? But it's just, it's just a matter of choice, and it takes time. Yeah. You know, and so I've been working on my family and different things, you know, but, but that's pretty much where we're, so it's so important to do that, it you is. know, especially if it be possible, be at peace with all men. Sometimes it's not possible. Yeah. You know, you're saying there, it reminded me of another saying, um, you can prick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm not going to, I thought of that, but I didn't want to do it. So, so, so you did it. I did it. Um, so why is it so important to get along with your family? I believe personally that God created the family unit and that the preservation of the family unit is a way that God has said, hey, look, the, the mankind is going to persist on the earth. Yeah, the Mishpacha, the family is, is an institution from God, right. by and, God. And that it, it is going to be God's way of helping mankind continue to, to grow and have dominion and flourish in the earth. And we, if everybody takes care of their family and everybody makes good covenants with other families, kind of like what's going on here, hey, even if it's just as simple as, I'm not going to hurt you, you don't hurt me, right? It could be some other type of covenant where you bless each other in some way, you know, shape or form or agree to make trade or whatever. But the bottom line is there has to be some unit where people are caring for each other. And God created the family as an institution to do that. And so that's why it's important to get along with your family because God has ordained the family. As yeah, I mean, you know, and I just want to share this as we develop this, because this thing's going to go into, of course, uh, in Genesis chapter 32, verses 1 through 3. So Jacob prepares to meet Esau, so he's still got to have some closure. Yeah. So he just had some closure with his father-in-law, with Laban, his uncle. Right. You know? And now all of a sudden, he's going to have to make amends with Esau. Yeah. And so when Jacob went on his way, um, you know, who met him and what did he call that place? Uh, it was the angels of God. He called it Mahanaim, which is uh, two hosts or two camps. So once again, angels are in Jacob's life. 
because they help to fulfill God's plan. Yeah. We know that an angel came to Mary. So what I'm saying is that, you know, I believe that we're going to have, we've had some angel activity, I think, abate to healing some things. You oh, know? no doubt, yeah. I've had a young girl say that she saw angels above our fellowship hall and, and just that look on her face like she had seen something. You wow, know? yeah. But, you know, uh, and so, so who did Jacob send messengers to in the country of Edom? Um, he sent uh, messengers to his brother Esau. So he had vain imaginations. He didn't know what was going to happen. Cause well, last thing, time he saw Esau, he wanted to kill him. Yeah. He said, when dad dies, you're going to die. <laughs> he doesn't so, even know if his dad's alive. This is true. He's, yeah. He never saw his mother ever again. Right. That's just a point to be made. So in closing here, um, what two lessons can be learned from the Torah portion? Vayetzi, he departed in Genesis chapter 28, verse 10, all the way through chapter 32, verse 3, from a consensus of Ryan. Ryan, what, what two things did you get out of this as we close? So I, um, I Jeff Calder was sitting next to me, uh, Mr. Jeff, um, last night. I said next to me across the row from me. That's and right. he said uh, something, and I believe, again, it's a spiritual law, and it is you reap what you sow. And so I believe that we can see the law of sowing and reaping all throughout this, this story of Jacob. Um, and that as he turns his life around, and as he gets right with God, good things begin to happen. He begins to get blessed. Um, and Cromwell even expounded on that point in saying that God doesn't want you to go halfway because God doesn't really care about that. When you give up everything and you only go after plan A, which is God's way, then God provides for for the success of that plan. Let me give you an example. What, what if what if you give mercy to others? Amen. Yeah. Then you well, receive then, mercy. You know, it, it, it was interesting. You know, I had a situation where um, I needed I needed some money or some help financially. Somebody could have done it, but they didn't do it. Mm. And so, what happened is later down the road, they came to me mm. and they said, "I need some money." Ooh. And I didn't give it to him. Oh, because you reap what you sow. You reap what you now, sow. Now I could have shown mercy, or whatever. But I'm just, I'm just trying to say that yeah. you might be on the other, other end of the spectrum there. So you have to be careful. Yeah. Because God shows mercy to, who He wants to show mercy to. But I thought that was interesting. So it's kind of like insufficient funds when you put your card in. Oh. Oh, you want you you want some mercy? Well, insufficient funds. Insufficient. Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't give mercy. Your mercy tank is empty. Yeah, you're yeah. done. Yeah. But if you if you give mercy, you get mercy. Just yeah. like the gentleman that owned the master. A lot. Yes, yeah. And he was forgiven much, and then he had somebody owed him not even as much. And right. he scorned him and yep. did him wrong. And so the master the came master and said, you know what? The master was not happy. So we could all, like, it's kind of like, you know, what Yeshua said. Hey, you want to throw the first stone? Uh, no. Yeah. He without sin. Right. Boom, I'm done. Yep. So finish it up here. What's, what's all right, number so my, two? My number two was, and this I wrote down, um, because I think we watch Jacob through this story and 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 then to the next Torah portion. We watch him grow as a person. And so I wrote this down. Uh, It says, success is not about what you've done or what you have or what you've even accomplished, but success is about who you are. And so God cares more about your character than he does about your comfort. And I believe that God, you know, people can be blessed with things and still be cursed because their things are cursed. Well, why are the things cursed? Because of who they are. And so I, I think um, sometimes the things that people think outwardly are worldly blessings are sometimes the very shackles that are being placed on people to prevent them from becoming the person that God has called them to be. Um, and so we have to see through spiritual eyes. That's why when we have envy of people and their stuff, don't do that, because God has you right where he wants you. And um, you know it's for all of us 
to become the person uh, that is, you know, I always say, right, the, the fruit of the Spirit, you know, the, the Holy Spirit comes to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment, avoiding sin, you know, seeking after righteousness, and making good decisions, right? So as we look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Ryan, here's the thing. Jacob, he left his family with nothing. Yeah. He came back with an incredible family mm-hmm. and resources. So would you say that if you follow God's plan, right. he will give you provision? Absolutely. And it's not just about the provision. It's about who Jacob becomes in the process. Right. Jacob goes from a deceiver to, you know, in the next door portion, right. having his name changed to Israel. So when we see the growth... Oh, next week. And so we have to trust the process that God has us in. That's right. And I, I, that's, that's my, my last one there. Very good. You want to close this out in prayer? Yeah. Father, thank Thank you. you, Thank you, Father. What your word is so awesome, Lord. We just, you know, we sit here week in and week out, Lord, and we just we read your word, we discuss your word, and we're just so thankful for uh, the word that you've given to us. And let us hide it in our hearts, God, so that when we need it, it's there. And just let your spirit be with us, God, that we would we would apply these words to our lives, that we would become the sons and daughters that you have called us to be, that we be the people that you have called us to be, that we would be your ambassadors, we would be your examples, that we would walk this walk out with grace and mercy, and that we would shine a light out into the world that other people would be attracted to and that they would see you through us. And so we just love you and we thank you. We praise you and honor you in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Have a great week.